Okay, my talkie talkie works. My talkie talkie. My talkie talkie. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Hello, future people, and you are again listening to Getting Tabled with your host, The Bruce. Hello! And a Captain Socks. Yes, I'm back temporarily again, and then I leave for a week. For a week. For Is a week. Oh, well, it doesn't matter because you know, we do this fortnightly, so you'll be Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and then, of course, I am I am George. We're going to call this episode 12 and a half because it's going to reach around the same time as 12 because I got the editing done. just didn't get up in any sort of timely fashion. So, Dang life. Yeah, well, you know, things happen. So, but um, thank you and again for that is due, due in no part to the fact that I've been harassing you about it for a week and a half. No, no, <laughs> yeah, you you have been harassing me about it, and I have been trying to work on it. And yeah, there's just sometimes where I didn't feel like being awake, even. So I just yeah, <laughs> it happens to the best of us, man. Right. But here we are again, and where's the... you did do a run sheet, right? And I just haven't opened it. Yes. Why? Yep. Okay. I'm get. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, how are you? I'm Jones? the one Do that's it. only. I'm okay. I'm the one that's only been up for like thirty minutes, and you're the one that's exhausted. Ah, uh, well, I've I've been into another state and, and back. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, I do have the nectar of life in my hands. And I'm already uh, three pints into my evening, so. Why don't we hear a siren? Never mind. You hear that? Just briefly. Interesting. Anyway, let's continue. Ah, here we go. The run sheets. And already, uh, thanks to everyone for uh, listening to you and and sharing our content. Let's get into uh, this stuff. Newly received or noteworthy information especially about recent or important events. Some news. Lizard men return to Blood Bowl. With some gorgeous sculpts, too, I might add. Are they now? It's funny you mention that, Bruce, because uh, yesterday at a team tournament, uh, a guy showed up to uh, play Blood Bowl with another. Oh, hey, those are pretty cool. Um, uh, to play Blood Bowl uh, with someone who was wanting to learn to play Blood Bowl. And long story short, the guy already knew who I was because, oh, you're that George guy that paints. Yes, that is me. <laughs> His daughter dates a guy that plays, and they're in another town now. But, yeah. <laughs> I quite like the sculpts on these, but I have to admit the painting and photography is another letdown. Not that that's shocking because they seem to do it a lot, but in particular, the photography on this is shocking. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's especially did a with, job with the, the, the front, the front ones are the worst out of them though. I also have a feeling that you're probably going to need to buy more than one box of this. There's no way that you're only going to want two skinks. Yeah. I, 
to me, looking at the uh, the photograph, it looks like you'd do a better job with these new uh, smartphones and a uh, light box. And you can get yeah. a light box off Amazon yep. for what twenty bucks? Yeah, something like that. But so I, then, I will say they they do look pretty cool though. The uh, the little oh the yeah, little I love, guys I love the sculpts. Yeah, so the box comes with six Saurus blockers, four skink runners, and two chameleon skinks. I believe chameleon skinks are a new thing. Am I wrong? I have no idea. Don't ask me. I've never played. Mm, fair <clears> enough. Um, and everything's on 32 mil basis. That looks like that must be the new standard for Blood Bowl now. Uh, from what I saw this weekend, it does look to be the standard. Uh, the only thing I, I've, I've really considered doing is, as far as Blood Bowl goes is if you go over to Forge World, you can just buy a, a, a dwarf army for like 100 and something, and you get like the big grinder thing. And I was like, it's dwarves, so why shouldn't I have it? To be fair, the grinder thing is the only part of that that actually comes from Forge World. The rest of it's standard models. Yeah, but I don't have to, like, you know do yeah. any like hard thinking i can just click and, and and the way they're doing their prices now it's not like i'm you know getting ripped off anymore no um it, it is <sighs> worth noting and i said this the last time we discussed blood bowl i'm not playing blood bowl again until chaos dwarfs re- because chaos yeah. dwarfs because i and i think i remember you uh saying that too and i can't remember for certain um yes i did other big news, um, uh, what, what is that? Oh, yeah, uh, Marvel and Games Workshop are teaming up to do comic for a books. Seri- yeah, for a series of comic books, which the immediate reaction online was, oh, great, so now G-Dub is going to become all cutesy and marvelous, just like the movies did. It's like, have you not paid any attention to Disney? That is not the way that they do their stuff. Yeah, I, I will say this, having been uh, of the the comic book companies out there, being the, the biggest, the one I liked the most was Marvel. They did certain things to to follow the quote unquote comic code to stay within a certain level of content. Yeah. So, you know, call it cutesy or whatever you want. They were following, for lack of better words, censorship guidelines. That was it. If you're going to hate on them for that, don't read them then. Now, look, to be fair, Marvel are also responsible for the background and lore of most of your 80s pop culture things as well. They helped with Transformers. They helped with G.I. Joe. Like most of the big ones, Marvel actually had a hand in creating the character. Uh, Marvel originally did do the G.I. Joe comic books. Uh, the reboot that happened in the the early 2000s was Image. Um, I mean, I, if you look at major comic book stuff, like with the exception of like, you know, there's a couple like Spawn and uh, the Gen 13 stuff. And, you know, uh, uh, was it Danger Girl was the other one? If you If you look beyond just those couple rare ones, everything else comes from the big two. DC or Marvel. That's it. Those were the Pretty two much. out there. So I, I, I quite look forward to it because one comic books still need to be a thing. Comic books are a great, a great storytelling device because it's, you know, you can get the imagery that the writer wants you to see. So 
and, and and it's in a great format. It's it's monthly. It's consumable and collectible. I mean, some of them and, these days are are well worth their money. Modern comic books aren't really as collectible as the old ones were. No. They're all mass produced. Um, but if you're a fan of the background, I have a feeling that this this is going to be something that that anybody that's a fan of the background is going to want and need. Um, but it's a visual aspect we've never gotten from an official source. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all, all things considered, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking out myself. I'm looking forward to my son checking out because that, I spent a lot of time in my youth reading comic books. I think comic books were great. And it, it, if it can make some of this lore, because let's be honest, that's the one thing that Games Workshop has in spades is lore galore. And if they can make it more accessible and more consumable, I'm all for that, period. Yeah, I'm, def- I'm definitely looking forward to this. I mean, price is still going to be an aspect, but most comic books are always the same price. Um, being Marvel means that you'll be able to get this pretty much anywhere you want. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you can take the time and effort and still get it in actual physical print. Uh, I believe Comixology is still thinks is still thinks since they were purchased by Amazon, so I don't see that failing anytime soon. No, yeah, that's still a thing, and they have specials on a regular basis for stuff that's slightly older. Um, Marvel have their own digital output as well, uh, as I think does DC. I could be wrong on that, though. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, I'm gonna let you talk about this, Bruce, since this is uh, more your thing. Yeah, Wild West Exodus have revealed some more new stuff. Uh, now, the link that I shared on there actually shows some stuff we discussed last episode. Um, but the other one that has recently been shown is the Soul Hunters Detachment, which is the first box that's being released for Lost World Exodus which we discussed maybe four or five months ago. Um, I also love the OP Creation uh, 9. That, that's a huge giant snake monster. It's awesome. Because who doesn't like huge giant snake monsters? And unlike the previous giant snake monster they had, this one has an arm. That sounds terrifying. Yep. So... Where Wild West Exodus obviously takes place in the Wild West, uh, or a weird Wild West, Lost World Exodus actually takes place in Antarctica at the same time, where there's been a crashed spaceship. And it's, for people that are fans of the Marvel Universe, um, think, uh, what do they call their Lost World? The Wild Plains or something. But yeah, it's a, most pop culture things have this, there's this hidden dinosaur area type thing, jungle in the middle of somewhere. Think that. Except this doesn't have dinosaurs that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> um, the background to Lost World Exodus is going to be leaning more heavily to this dystopian wars background. Um, so the faction names will actually be the same faction names from dystopian wars. But the two games are connected. You can play one against the other. Interesting. Um, what's this next one here is uh, kind of interesting, and 
being the, the history of 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 this uh, idea, I am going to continue to let you talk about it since you're probably more familiar with it. Yeah, so Northstar are releasing a Ro- Road Warrior Mini. Um, Road Warrior being connected to Mad Max, obviously. Um, to my knowledge, reading through this article, it doesn't appear to be an official figure in any way. Uh, but it's definitely a recreation of, I mean, in, in the scale, which is tiny, it actually does resemble um, Mel Gibson oh, Mel Gibson quite well. Um, it's being released to coincide with the newly released Gaslands Refueled, which listeners of the podcast, sorry, previous podcast, may remember is the tabletop game where you play with usually modified um, matchbox cars. There's a whole series of stuff out there now of pre-made guns and weapons that you can just glue on them, and Gaslands is a lot of fun. Think Mad Max or Death Race, or there's people that have used the rules to recreate Mario Kart on the, on the tabletop. Um, yeah, that sounds hilarious. That would be fun to see. That's the first, like, proper mini in scale of Matchbox that I know of. Um, But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the first that exists. I mean, if you look hard enough, you can find minis for Matchbox cars, but they weren't designed specifically for Gaslands. They were more um, creative for people doing dioramas and stuff, which is a thing that happens and has happened for many, many years. The next set of news, though, is a little bit more disappointing. There will be no drop zone or drop fleet taking place at next year's CanCon. Um, I don't know the entire reason why. Um, the person that ran the tournament last year um, was not going to be able to go. I already knew that. Um, but it looks like um, nobody stepped up to host the tournament this year. So it won't be taking place for the first time in a couple of years, which is disappointing. However, there is most likely going to be something that weekend in Melbourne. Um, There's a couple of us talking about a can't con. Um, So we will keep you up to date with that um, when hopefully things become more official. Uh, something else, um, this, this literally just hit my radar the other day after it had happened. Uh, the, in relation to TT Combat, the uh, the Ether Drake. Oh yes, that's on Kickstarter right now. Uh, it's it's successful. Yes, and then some. So uh, yeah, and, and and then yeah, the the pledge was uh five thousand pounds. It hit twenty one thousand pounds. Um, so if if I'm not mistaken, this is a. It's based um, on the PC game Stellaris, and they're making their own Stellaris game in a sense, but this is kind of a model that you can then bring into Drop Zone or Drop Fleet. Right, and if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be like a biological, like, terrain cr- thing yes. for the, like, can go after ships. Correct. So having played Stellaris, yeah, it's this big, huge space organic creature that will come and attack your ships as they're flying through the star system. So yeah, TT combat has teamed up with, uh, the, the company that makes Dolores, uh, Pandora, Pandora paradox games. 
Um, and uh, so, yeah, they're bringing that to the tabletop, and they've allowed the the ether to fall into drop fleet games, which will be interesting to see potentially. Yeah. It's nice to see that they're allowing it to be used. I mean, obviously they're not, they can't make it an official faction, um, but it's nice that they can connect the dots and hopefully get more people in on the new property. Well, so here's the interesting thing. If you uh, keep scrolling while, while Captain Sox talks, um, <clears throat> it's more than just the, that ether Drake. Oh yeah, there's there's a couple that's been unlocked now. Uh, there's the two up resin ether Drake. So, you know, and the fact that it's biological, you could still, you could use that no problem. It's just like you know, Big Mama showing up. Uh, there's a couple of dreadnoughts, uh, a resin void spawn, two up resin void spawn, a resin di- resin dimensional horror, and a two up resin dimensional horror. So. Uh, it looks like they're they're adding some interesting stuff. Um, now it looks like down at the very bottom, if you look at the Kickstarter, there is a uh, oh, what is that? Uh, uh, a battleship, a UCM battleship, next to this Ether Drake. A uh, thing is huge. Yeah, it is massive. Um, and, and just as you know, at more scale, it looks like they got a, a standard you know, 20 millimeter figure just next to all that for, for size reference. And yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. Oh, Hey, look, they even got a picture with a good old Primaris Marine Hellblaster. Yep. And so, an infinity miniature by the look of it. Too. Yeah. So, so the, the, they, they've gone the extra mile and asked for some permission to use uh, s- some models that people are more familiar with to give you an idea how big this thing is. Um, it looks yeah. really cool the the way they have it painted. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, I couldn't see any other way to paint it now after seeing that. Um, so so positive news after uh, no no can con, but talk about can't con. Um, yeah. Let's go As, into the uh, bad. <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Cap. Also with with uh, going back to Drop Fleet, they just uh, released the. Renderings for the resistance uh, corvettes as well. So That's kind of right. Through. I saw that too. Completely forgot about that. Yeah, they look. Um, oh God! Someone find the link. <laughs> I got it. It's in our chat. Yeah, I, I remember. I saw this and I was oh, just like, "Yes." And I was just like, "What? These we look did familiar." Discuss- the miniatures when they were teased a couple of weeks ago, but I hadn't noticed they went up for pre-order. Twenty bucks—that—that's not bad. Yeah, especially twenty. That's good. Sorry, pounds. That's that's. A, so, are we looking at it like the long tail is the back? That's what I'm guessing because it looks like the missile yeah. bays are are pointing to the front. Those little red dots from the missile bays or whatever missiles they're going to have on. Yeah. So, so Captain Sox the main is, fighter also never puts them the other way around. Yeah. So, quick question here for you, Captain Sox, since this is also more your wheelhouse of knowledge. Is there not a ship in Star Wars that looks like that? Yes. It does uh, resemble um, 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 the bounty hunter guy that says literally nothing in the entire movie. Boba Fett, no. That Boba Fett. Like- it, it, it resembles Boba Fett's ship if it didn't have the tail. Yes. 
Okay, I'll give you that. But I was looking at that, I'm like, that looks something Star Wars-ish. So, uh, great-looking model. I, I like the, the fact that, you know, they're getting away from some of the traditional, you know, spaceship look for some of the Resistance stuff. Yeah, I agree on you. Yeah, I have to agree. I do like the sculpt of this one, too. I mean, I, I, I like some of the sculpts of the other Resistance ships, but I really like this one. Yeah. Um... I I can't think of anything else. I we've been kind of negligent on the uh drop the, zone uh, drop fleet. Yeah, we've been really kind of negligent on that. Uh the, the Corvette prices are right on par with the other Corvettes, so yeah, which is good. So, yeah, um I I guess the bad part of the news now? Yeah, which I, I already raised what we're going to discuss in a group and that conversation went very well, as you guys heard from my rant about it afterwards. Um, GW continuing their price gouging, and this time it's with probably the one that surprised no- surprises nobody. It's with the action figure. But don't get me wrong, it's very exciting that they have an action figure, and as much as the Primaris Marine isn't for me, I understand that's why they started. What why they started there? I suspect the second one will be one of the Sigmarines from. Um, Age of Sigma because it would make sense financially. Right. But yeah, so the new action figure is a pre order and it's like 200 and something days until you receive it type thing. So this is very much an early, and there's only 9,000 of these worldwide. So it is, I'm going to say, very deliberately <laughs> limited so that they can sell it for more. But that's that's not actually the problem I have with it. Okay, so the price in the UK is £75, which is 136 Australian dollars with change. $100 in the US, which is 147 Australian dollars with change. Or in Australia, it's $210 because screw Australia and the entire country can get lost. So I'm not going to disagree with you on that because... We're we're talking eleven dollars more to sell it in U.S. dollars, which is less. I mean, look, I don't like the practice, but that's that, that's less of an issue. It it, it feels more yeah. fair. There is going to be costs yeah. involved in ship. I mean, but but not that much. If you look at the the if you look oh, no, at this the market, is the argument I try to the use. market. If you look at the market, the U.S. is such a huge market for Games Workshop. They send gobs of stuff over here. Absolute gobs. And to, you know, so much that, you know, I I know how to do this. Captain Sox, you're you're familiar with this. The more you ship. I have an even worse example I just found. The cheaper it is to ship. Am I right, Captain Sox? Correct. Yeah. The more you ship, the cheaper it is to ship. So what is justifying this extra 60, yeah, 60 uh, Australian dollars for you guys? Uh, it's an extra eighty Australian dollars, I think, isn't it? Oh, no, I was looking. No, for the US, going US, up US to US to Australia, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about so yeah, that makes more yeah. sense. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's, yeah, so oh, it's almost an extra sixty, for, or almost extra eighty for Australian dollars. The seventy-five pounds, so one hundred and thirty-six Australian dollars in the UK, includes twenty percent tax, which we're not taking into account with any of these conversions. So it's actually worse, significantly worse. Actually, it's. Almost double the price. But it's even worse for our friends in New Zealand 
It's two hundred and forty-eight New Zealand dollars, which is two hundred and thirty-one and change Australian. Good lord. To my knowledge, New Zealand, and we I, we didn't touch on New Zealand last time we had this conversation, but to my knowledge, it's worse there than everywhere else in the world. Um, they're literally right next door to us, so I don't quite understand why they have like, to pay $21 more. Yeah, it's not going to cost $21 a mile to ship it. What, what is that, a, a four-hour ferry ride? Yeah. See... I understand that there is going to be costs involved. And yes, for the person that had had the argument with me last time, containers are more expensive to use. But when you're shipping in bulk and you're paying for an entire container for thousands of dollars worth of stuff per model, it is not 60 to $80 each for everything. And the fact that half of their product arrives in these countries essentially at the same price, proves that they're price gouging. There is no excuse for this other than we've gotten away with it now. What are you going to do? I mean, yes, you you can choose not to buy it, but that's not the answer to the issue. Yeah. Um, And then the the other problem I have. quite annoyed about, and I have been annoyed about this for years because nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah. The other qualm I have is, is like, why is this a limited edition run? That look, it's a limited edition run because that way it feels more collectible. That that's not necessarily unusual in the action figure market. Um, I, I do think that they would be smarter business wise to sell more of them, but they're only losing themselves out at that point. But if there's only nine thousand of them, that helps them justify the seventy five pound cost. Um, which is pretty much it's in line with the I'm not going to say rare, but the the collectible ones that you see out there. Yeah, well, I, look at the size comparison to a a regular, you know, easy to build Primaris Marine. I'm okay with the hundred dollar price based off of how much is how what is a hundred dollar kit. Look, to, to be fair, if you look um, at that, it's got that's 50 a... points of articulation. It's, I mean, it doesn't have a lot in the way of accessories, but as an action figure, if this turns out to be 50 points of articulation and in line with what most of Bandai does, because Bandai's models are amazing and really yeah. well spoken of in the action figure community, like, this should be genuinely, I mean, at, at 100 bucks or 75 pounds, it's worth the money. Um, there's no way in hell it's worth $210, uh, well, but it won't well, be worth the other. I'm going to look at this real quick. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to prove something here. I'm going to look at Imperial Knight in Australian dollars because guess what? I've got a better, I've got a better example. I paid the same amount of money for a Unicron figure, which is at least double the size of this, if not more. Yeah. And far more complicated. That thing transforms from a planet into a giant robot. So I actually just became more uh, more upset for you, Bruce. Nah, no. Uh, so so look, look, to so be fair, I was work. never buying this anyway. It's not a figure that I want. Well, no. I'm, if I'm I just continue like this, with these figures, there's later ones I'll probably want, but I have yeah. no interest in it. Well, I, I'm looking at like the Imperial Knights. They're like 185 bucks for you guys in in Australia. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Castellans. They're not not much bigger. They got a couple extra little weapon mounts and everything. They're a hundred dollars more. Yep, they're not a hundred dollars more. 
No, why not? They're not $100 more for me. Um, and the page reset, so I'd have to go back and look. Uh, Imperial Knights. Yeah, we're looking at a $30 increase for us. So, no, not even that, 25 yeah. Twenty. They seem twenty dollars increase. Choose where they want to add this extra money. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of box sets recently where it was more or less the same price ish, uh, but then at the same time, Speed Freaks, which you bought at a discount recently, was eighty something dollars more here for no reason, um, which is why we discussed this the first time around. Um, well, there uh, it, is a new box set coming for Warhammer 40,000 with Eldar and Dark Eldar in it, which I only found out about 10 minutes before we started talking. Um, no idea what price that'll be, but yeah. the, the that only reason would why usually I got be something that leans that towards a fair price, but we'll see. Yeah. The only reason why I got Speed Freaks for that price was there's a lot of them sitting on the shelf and they wanted them gone, so... Oh yeah, and to, look, it's an amazing box set. I'm just not paying eighty dollars box for extra for no reason when it's something that I don't. I mean, I don't have orcs, so. Yeah. Well, I have orcs now. <laughs> <laughs> look, when I have more money, one thing I intend to do to try and point this out further as a research thing is order like a decent size box of something and have it shipped to a friend of mine in the UK and get him to post it here which is the most expensive way of doing this. Just to point out, so, so that I can go, hey, this is the exact cost of what it sent me, and I did it in the most expensive way possible. Um, and just I should at very least come out 10 to $15 cheaper. Yeah. Um, but even if I do that the most expensive way I can, and it works out to be the same price, I'm still pretty much prepping my point. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm willing well, to put my money where my mouth is on that. But it needs to be when I have money. Yeah, money's a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for the news. Sorry to end the news on such a frustrated rant, especially on my part. Um, but it's a follow-up from a very lengthy conversation we had a while ago. Um, and certain areas of the world need to realise what's going on. But to be fair, it's not just Games Workshop doing this either. It's not like they are the only evil in the world doing this. More or less, the entire electronics industry does it in Australia. Um, it's got to a point where we've we've been referring to it as the Australia tax pretty much since the internet started. Because until that point, obviously, we had no idea how much we were being ripped off. But yeah, let's move into hobby time. Dream, blue, crying, paint. Captain Socks, how's your little hobby closet? Negatory. My hobby closet is still there. I just haven't been able to get into well, Actually, I've been able to take a few stormtroopers here and there in between my uh, being home and gone away. So, so, so you haven't been out of the closet? No. Okay. Um, that's a shame. Uh, anything on the horizon you're looking at working on? Um, so I'm hoping to get my stormtroopers for Star Wars Legion uh, finished here soon, and then uh, finish the rest of my uh, Empire Army, and then start working on the Rebellion. Unfortunately, in about two weeks from this past Friday, um, Clone Wars gets released, 
So I will be buying the Clone Wars, and so I have some droids and some Phase One Clone Troopers that I'll have to paint eventually too. So I'm trying to get through all my Empire, Empire and uh, Rebellion as, as quickly as I can. So what you're saying is, in reality, is you're trying to get a backlog as big as mine. Uh, yeah, actually, I think I already do because I have, still haven't finished uh, all my drop zone stuff or my drop fleet stuff. <laughs> I still have my Kickstarter. I still have my Kickstarter Scourge and Shaltari sitting in sprues and in boxes, my friend. <laughs> I'm repaying Drop Fleet Drop Zone. I have uh, three, four, six boxes of dwarves on sprues, speed freaks on sprue, uh, Eldar that I found that I, I have Eldar, uh, another army, Dispossessed, I'm repainting. Um, I, I, I win backlog. I, you're just trying to catch up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm getting there. <laughs> Have you found an army that you forgot that you brought recently? No. Uh, then he still wins. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, when, are you painting when, your stormtroopers according to 501st Legion protocols? Working on it. So um, I've got a couple of ideas with the pauldrons for different uh, rank systems. But uh, yeah, I'm wanting to go as close to the 501st as I can. For those who are not aware, 501st Legion are the cosplay enthusiasts that make literal on-screen accurate. Like if you've ever been to a con, you will have seen them. They are literally the, everywhere across the world. One of the guys like, that I play with is actually a member of the 501st. If I had the money, I would be tempted to be myself, but I don't. Like, like I also don't have the, the time to do that. One of their members is Adam Savage himself, who was one of the guys that yep. makes the Stormtrooper armor for, well, he did in the past. But yeah, so that that's really cool that you're 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 attempting that level of detail. I, I salute you for that there, Captain Sox. I'm, I'm, I'm attempting. We'll, get, we'll see if I can get there itself. Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah, I know. Good old Yoda. One step at a time. God, man. I could not. Perfect response to that, and it, it, and it came to me right off the bat. I'm, I'm proud of myself, Bruce. What have you been doing? Uh, not a great deal, honestly. I've just finished a five day holiday back home to visit my mum. Uh, she hasn't been well, so um, I did build a couple of the uh, Corvus Cabal guys um, later on this afternoon. Actually, it's probably going to be tomorrow at this point. Uh, I'm finally going to get some paint on my Skaven. Um, but I, I, I've barely been home, so I haven't really had much of a chance. Well, I, 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 I've, I've done some hobby. Awesome. What hobby have you been doing? I, I built Gotrak. Oh, nice. Does yes. he have paint yet? No, he does not have paint. Uh, he's going to get paint about the same time as the rest of the uh, Fire Slayer uh, uh, clan, um, which when it's all said and done, uh, counting Gotrek, I'm going to about have about 4,000 points of Fire Slayers. It's about 2,000 more than I was planning on, but whatever. So uh, <laughs> what happens when you build an army, right? You always build more, get more than you think you need. Uh, I got my Thunderwolf Calvary finished. I'm a little disappointed in myself because I uh, I did the faces and hair in like 40 minutes uh, Friday night and then entered a tournament with them on Saturday. So uh, the, the the faces and hair weren't up to the standard. And one of the guys who's uh, judging the painting who has seen my stuff, he was like, George. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, 
Uh, my next step is I'm going to start working on the uh, Iron Wolf because, well, there's going to be an APOC game. And damn it, I want my knight at that game. And I want my knight looking good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that finished, especially with the amount of work and accessories that you've brought. You're right. Uh, on another note, um, I, I did some shopping on Amazon. Okay. So six millimeter by three millimeter magnets, right? Perfect for putting on the base to magnetize minis, right? Yep. Yeah, I found 150 for nine bucks on Amazon. Holy crap, that's insane. Yeah, I want uh, I'm lucky if I get 40 for 20 bucks. Yeah, uh 150 magnets, 6 by 3 millimeter for 9.99 with prime shipping. One's probably closer to 30 for 40 bucks. Yeah. But yeah, prime shipping 150 of those. So I I'm pretty excited about that because I'll have enough magnets to well, magnetize everything I have. <laughs> um, I want to say it all finished before we record our next episode. You want miracles. Um, <laughs> another because thing, I'm asking things unreasonably doesn't right. mean that you shouldn't be trying. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm also upgrading something for the, uh, the hobby bench as well. So I'm sure that both of you have seen the video of me looking like uh, a psycho as I'm using my jigsaw with a clamp attached to it to shake up paint. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to send you a link and I have to remember which to use. Uh, but this will be arriving sometime in mid October, but I'm getting that. Loading. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, that that's great. Okay, so we're looking at a little apparatus here that... Holds the bottle upside down is, and looks like it Holds the bottle upside it. down and shakes the living daylights out of it. Well, so here's the other thing about it, too. It's designed to shake nail polish. Yeah, that, too. It is a bottle nail of nail polish. polish. Is, is, is much thicker. So it'll shake the living bejesus out of most of the hobby paints. If you look at nail polish bottles, they are virtually the same size as a GW pot or the standard eyedropper pots that use are used by Vallejo, Scale 75, Arian Pamer, et cetera, et cetera. So, hey, perfect. I slapped it in there, push a button, and it shakes itself for a minute. Now, the other cool thing about this is, because I, I did a lot of research on it, because I don't know if you noticed the price there. It's a, it's a, little, it's a little scary. Um, <laughs> yeah. 130 bucks just for that little shaker? Yep, yep, yeah. I did some research on it. It's designed That's for design. It's designed for salon use. That doesn't justify $139. That's designed to be used like 100 times a day for like several years. Oh, it, yeah, fair enough. That means it's, it's, it's got a really good chance of lasting me for forever. The rest of your hobby life. Exactly. So... And the Still not entirely sure I'd pay that sort of money for it. Why not get a centrifuge? You um, so cheapy versions of these for twenty bucks. I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be the same quality, but and, and that was my thing too. That's a, a, insane, especially with airbrushing. That was my concern. Was 
especially with shaking up airbrush paint. And the reason why not a centrifuge their uh, kept socks is it spins it. It's not going to agitate yeah. it. It's just going to force it up to one side. That's so, true. So my thing is, is, you know, it looks like it's a very solid, solid, sturdy design that will sit there on a bench. You can push a button. It's not going to shake across the bench. It's going to sit there. It's going to shake your paint and it's, and it's going to get it mixed up exceptionally well. I've seen other things out there. Um, there are some agitators. Most of those are lab grade and they're just as expensive. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So the, the, the act of actual shaking Everything else, like, you know, it'll go, you know, shake it back and forth, kind of like if you, there's somewhere, it'll go left and right shaking. You know, that'll kind of do it too. It, but it's not like a full on shake, shake, you know, like dropping down, pulling back up like you can with your hand. And that's, that's where this one also has, you know, sold me was its actual motion of it, it does a circular up, down shake. So, anyways, when I get that in, I will make sure to do an uh, unboxing and demonstration of it because I have several, several separated paints that, well, I don't want to shake the, you know, shake them and to remix them by hand. So, <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. So, um, what else? Uh, I love the fact that I can turn around and look. Uh, nothing. I haven't gotten anything else done. Oh wait, no. Uh, I did put um, I put three Hearthguard Berserkers together and a Grimwrath Berserker. So <laughs> that's also where the order of uh, all the magnets came in because I was like, I need to start magnetizing these guys. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, um, and that's that's it for me as well. Uh, should we should we talk more about talking? Talking is good. Hang on one second. Talk nerdy to me. My bad. I'll I'll find the link. I'll post it in our chat. I found someone that did a, a awesome job with a UCM cruiser. The re- oh, for five hundred first. No, uh, for drop. No, fleet. for UCM. Oh, oh. Okay, oh, we can we can oh, discuss. Oh, the I know exactly so. what the writing kit. Yes. Um, yeah. Someone did, you know, that one guy, I can't remember his name. He did it with the diamond way back in the day. And someone has done, I would say an even better job as at doing a UCM, uh, battle cruiser. I'll find it. Keep going. Okay. Well, so, uh, game talk. Well, I did something. I don't do a lot the way life is uh, currently for me. I played in a tournament yesterday. <gasps> Here we go. Okay, discuss. Well, it was a uh, uh, thousand point, uh, you know, per person. So two thousand point games. Um, they wanted similar, you know, factions playing together. So there's a lot of people that you know they just play Tyranids, you know, two different detachments. Uh, there was Grey Knights and Admech. Right now, no, it was uh, Admech and uh, Space Marines, Raven Guard, I believe. I can't remember what the the faction was. Um, no, I had Raven Guard as a teammate. I can't remember what the the other Space Marine was. Then there was uh, Orcs that was just Orcs and Orcs and Orcs and more Orcs. And there were some Orcs. Um, <laughs> and then there was a uh, uh, the Admech. Um, 
got not Admech. It was Imperial Guard Grey Knights, and there was there was a Knight and Grey Knights army. Then of course there was myself and a Raven Guard. I had Thunderwolf Cavalry, Hellbird Blasters. He had Eliminators, Scout Snipers, and um, that guy from Fallout Boy in his list. Oh, Curvis. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 Fallout Boy guy. Oh. <laughs> Um, I love the fact that I made that joke and it's not going away. Oh, I, I've been, I was making sure to like, you know, mention every chance I could get yesterday at the tournament. Uh, we lost our first match, uh, but did well enough that we got to buy a second round, which kind of hurt us and tabled our opponent in the, the third game. Um, I, I, I rolled, uh, I rolled pretty good on some dice with my, uh, Thunderwolf Calvary. Um, yeah, that's because you're not me. When I say I rolled pretty good with some dice, uh, I took out an entire squad of 20 Gene Stealers with three, five, five Thunderwolf Calvary and the Wolf Lord on a Thunderwolf. Damn. Yeah. Um, I, I, I rolled so well that uh, uh, the Hive Tyrant um, uh, character in his army had seven wounds left when he attacked again on my Wolf Lord, who had one wound left. He killed the wolf lord. Cool. So we burn two command points for the wolf lord to fight one last time as he as he falls in combat. Got enough attacks to that he dealt six damage to you know put one wound left on the carnifex. Not carnifex. The uh, hive hive tyrant. The mount the wolf hit with all three attacks. Wounded with one. He failed to save and died. Nice. The killing blow was dealt by the wolf mount. So um, all in all, it was pretty good. I, I would say that, that that combat, though, between the wolf lord and the hive tyrant was probably my favorite part of the tournament yesterday just because I'm going to kill that wolf lord because he was giving, like, two extra attacks per Thunderwolf Calvary. And six Thunderwolf Calvary with two more attacks per model, that's a lot of attacks. And so he decided he was going to end the lord and kind of, you know, quote-unquote neuter the wolves. So, and, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Um the team that won was the Admech and the other Marines. I can't remember what faction it was. Um, second place was a Tyranid, and I can't remember. Um, I did pretty decent on painting. However, painting was added together with your teammates and then averaged. So, yeah. <laughs> In my teammate's defense, though, his, his codex came out this last week. And he was building with like everything brand new, so he had um, he had a lot of contrast bait and uh, trim done on his. And to be fair, if that's the only time that he had, he didn't have a lot of time to research what was going to be powerful. Uh, no, no, uh, he had like two games testing stuff out. Yes, this is exactly the one I was thinking of. There, Captain Socks. It's amazing. This is insane. Okay, so what we're looking at is a photo of a UCM ship. That's got LEDs on the inside, and clearly what they've done is drilled an insane amount of tiny holes in the side of it, and somehow not had it fall apart. Um, if you look at where the holes are drilled, it's on the very substantial parts of the mini. That is fair. I mean, they are so, also where items on the mini are too. But this is insane. It just it, that just looks cool with the engine glow on the back. Yeah, he's gone even as far as to drill out the uh, the afterburner engine, you know, jets on the back, which there's I've seen some good objects light source lighting, you know, to do the engines and everything. And, you know, 
as much as people can try to mimic and mimic, you know, painting to, you know, an actual real effect. Luminescent of the engine glow. Yeah. You still cannot match actual lighting. (laughs) Of course you can't. It's just, oh, so this guy, this guy angers me for the fact of, hey, look what I did. I took photos of it. Neener, neener, neener. <laughs> Do you know what well, truly angers me, though, Bruce? Are we going to discuss that painting thing that you shared with the great? Oh my! Of days? Yeah, we can, we, we're we're going to talk about him. We're so the guy that did this. Uh, c- catch me on this. He he posted this in the Drop Fleet Commander community, but uh, the username is Cato De De Roy Ray or Ray 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 or. Flammy on miniatures. <laughs> Kato, you it's did an easier. excellent job on the uh, on the uh, uh, on that lighting. Um, I remember I saw him. He posted a little tutorial on it too, and it's it's a fairly simple um, process understanding how LEDs work and everything. The only thing I would say that's probably a pain in the butt is using that thirty gauge wire he used because it's thirty gauge wire. I don't know if if you've ever worked with thirty gauge wire, there, guys. But oh, you're not discussing what I thought you were. No, no, we're still talking about the ship. Okay. Did you also see his base, his spike base, LED lights? Scroll down a little further in that community, and he has blue, yellow, and red lighting LEDs for uh, spikes on ship bases. What for? Wait, he did lights for the? Sp- oh my god. To, to signify your your spikes on your ships for underneath the base. Oh my, get, Bruce, are you seeing this? No, I'm trying to find. It's like it's not in the one that we were looking. Yeah, it's in the Drop Fleet Commander community, and it's like seventh post down or something like that. There's your link, Bruce. Found it. Ah, oh, this is that guy where he 3D printed it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but he's... I remember he's, seeing this a few days ago. Yeah, he, he's done lights for spikes. Yeah, which is actually really clever. Because as much as I love the concept behind the bases, the concept behind the bases is awesome, but it's not as easy to use as what it, you would like it to be, which is why most of us have been oh, trying no, to find ways around it. Absolutely not. No, it's this is probably one of the best adaptations of basing oh, for, yeah. to show spikes and different um, statuses. Yeah, no, this is th- th- this is a great use of skill and talent and uh, developing an idea. Um, will, would this be feasible to mass produce and sell? Absolutely not. Uh, you're going to no, so- probably not. You're going to need someone with a whole bunch of manufacturing equipment to do this because I mean there is some soldering. Uh, this is you know, all the all the electronic piece components yeah. themselves. I mean, best thing best thing he could do is post the the uh, the uh, blueprints up on a 3D printing page, and you know, and try to get returned that way from the the um, people downloading and using the uh, the plans. And letting them do the the other majority of the work themselves. Uh, worst case or best case too is uh, set up set, set up an Amazon page that you know you sell the uh, the components through. Yeah, 
I can say that. That that'd be about the best thing you do. But um, he he took he took a, a, uh, Alex Fitzgerald. That's who it was. He did the uh, the diamond. He he took what uh, Alex did and stepped it up. Yeah, it and, and 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 included the base, which God, that is so nifty. Um. Anyway, other one, the, <laughs> the other one we were talking about. Uh, there's a page. Uh, I don't see his name on here, probably because it's the actual page, not yeah, not the, him the posting or sharing the actual page. Yeah. Um, Flameon Miniatures. Um, this guy. Uh, how do I how do I ingratiate this while still sounding angry and bitter? Uh, and bitter and impressed. This man has more skill than all three of us ever com- will have a hope to have combined. No, he's used and more it's skill. And it's all non-metallic metals, too. Yeah, he's, he's, he's displayed more skill in one miniature than we will ever combine. So, yeah, he is, he's taken non-metallic paints and painted a custodian to look like it is covered in mirrored chrome. But that's not all, folks. He has gone and freehand painted a reflection of the mini in the base. Yeah, that's the bit that I find. That, I didn't even notice that the first time I was looking at it, but that's the bit I find insultingly talented. That, that, that infuriates me. Not that... It's, how? I mean... Wh- I hate him for being able to do this, but I like I love the fact that he showed off that you know, hey, check out what I can do. Cool, Dynafire. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give the same response to this that I always give to these sorts of things, which is I quit, I snap every brush that I own, and I hate you forever. <laughs> I, I I even had to you know make a similar comment to that on, on our little chat group. You know, it's like. You know, I don't even know why I even bother to paint anymore. I mean, wh- wh- what am I going to do for my stuff that I'm going to feel as much pride in after looking at that now? Yeah. I mean, seriously. All we can do is hope. I haven't actually tried non-metallics at all at this point. It's something that I want to venture into and have a go on. Um, but I, I'm not even going to try and pretend that I'm aiming for this. Yeah, it's to say this guy's a pro painter is an understatement. I want to say uh, this guy does smog. He's what? I want to say this guy does smog. Yeah. Um, on metallic medals on all of the gold coins underneath the dragon. So I'm a nasty. And, yeah. So um, he does have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Flamion Miniatures. Um, he has a little a little bit of a tutorial on how he did his custody shoulder pad for his dreadnought, which shocking he's painting in the same level of detail that he did this one mini in. Um, yeah. And it showed it off to some of the people at the tournament yesterday. And they're just like, Ooh, one mini. I want to see him paint an entire army like that. And I'm like, well, he's doing it with custody. So he's got one down. So he's only got 11 more to paint. <laughs> that's also really the wrong kind of attitude to have towards this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I re- I know what they're saying. Yes, you couldn't paint yeah. an entire I mean, you could paint an entire army like this, but you'd be stupid to. But, I mean, you don't 
down talk someone's hobby because you can't do it because they're not doing hundreds of them. That's just arrogance. It's not an, that's not an okay attitude I, to have. I, 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 I don't say, I don't, I wouldn't say arrogance. I would say, uh, 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 inadequacy. Yeah, very much. It's so. like, it's like you are so frustrated in, you know, your lack of ability and your lack of effort to increase your ability. That you have oh, to tear down someone dear else. Lord. Um, okay. Um, gonna post a link to another photo because yeah, while we were talking about this, I was just continuing to scroll through his his stuff and oh my god. Um yeah, I I would be tempted to give him some money to access his tutorial video on how to do this. Um, Captain Socks, I, I think uh, what he's done here with this, I think would be very useful in doing a lightsaber. You're going back to me uh, LEDing my lightsaber again? No, no, no. LEDing a lightsaber is easy compared to what I've just show linked you guys. Yeah, I, I assume you're referring to the hilt specifically for this. I was talking about the blade. But yeah, why would you finish. have a chrome lightsaber? Because, because it's not chrome. That's different layers of paint blended together to look like chrome. Yes, which is why I'm saying so it would be on the hilt. The actual lightsaber saber part is not chrome. It, it's right. No, I, I, I mean, it's, I, it's light and heat. I, I get that, but it, it, this is a form of it's that effect that light. I've been looking for for my lightsaber. Is that kind of painting to where I can get the the still solid glow, but the light emanating from the inside? I think that's what George is trying to get at. Right. It's uh, a, yeah. It's a form that. of object source lighting. So, and what is a lightsaber? It's a laser sword. It's a sword that's a freaking laser. It's um, a sword that, by rights, if existed, the moment you turn it on, you would instantly vaporize. But that's another discussion. Yeah. Um, some scientists actually, but beyond science, uh, did a video on this like six months ago about like if this sword actually existed and if it was possible, what would actually happen? And like the moment, in order to achieve what it did, the moment you turn it on, it would basically instantly vaporize you. That's sad because I was hoping for a quick, easy way to toast my bread while I sliced it. Ah, well. So, can we quickly? Move on. Yes. I, I, I assume we, we don't we have got any sidetracked. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. It's just that I, I seriously have to go, and I suspect that you want me to talk about a couple of these upcoming events. Yes. Let's go ahead and move on to that because we've been gone for a bit. So, yeah, let's let, let's move move along, folks. Move along. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Okay. So, upcoming events that I have. Um, actually, we discussed the top one already. I forgot to delete that. On Tabletop's Infinity Campaign and the Fields of War slash Tanks thing is still going on. Um, the Infinity one is in its third week now. Um, PAX Australia is this coming weekend, which is video games and board games and tabletop miniatures and role-playing. I will actually be there for the entire weekend. Um, so that's from Friday the 11th until my birthday on Sunday the 13th. So if you're in the area, um, I am most likely either going to be wearing my Space Jam stuff or I may actually pull out my Jason the Bruce t-shirt from CanCon. Um, 
as much as I'll feel like I'm an idiot wearing that again. Um, but I don't know. Keep an eye out if you see me and say hello. Um, you need to be uh, finding cool stuff and like live streaming that as much as possible and, and whatnot, Bruce. If I had more money, I was actually going to try and buy a microphone and steal some interview time with people, even though I don't have a press pass. Um, you can, if you got a smartphone, you can just go ahead and do that with uh, a lot of the recording apps, and it, the audio comes out fine. That's what I did. It dropped uh, Gen Con a couple of years ago. Yeah, I could give that a go, but yeah, it's a matter of organizing it. Um, I'm going to leave you guys to the rest of it. Um, Play more games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Bruce is gone. Well, I think uh, we should take that as a hint to their Captain Sox. I think we yep. should. Uh, I'm good with that. Call this an evening. We can say a couple of bad things about Bruce now that he's gone. No, we won't do that. Well, we would do that. We're just not. <laughs> we gonna- would do that. Don't don't kid yourself, there, George. You would do that. <laughs> I would do that. We're just, we're not going to do that. So. No, we're not. Um, any parting thoughts for the folks? Uh, just a shout out to, uh, actually, like I said, I uh, got a couple of guys that I play with uh, at the local store. Um, one of them is War Corgi. Uh, he is a YouTuber, uh, has some battle reports on there, mostly Star Wars Legion. He plays at the local store with me. And so he and I will actually be starting to get some recording, some bat reps uh, through his channel on YouTube. So I just want to give a shout out to him and then he'll, he'll uh, maybe possibly come on as a, uh, a guest for our channel as well in the future. Perfect. Um, yeah, we would love to do that. Um, yeah. Um, I'm like I said, you know, I'm going to do an unboxing and I'm, I'm going to try to start actually doing some more video stuff and, and, and chatting with folks and trying, just trying to do more because I, I, I like where we're going. We just need to, we just need to get, get more out there. More content out. Yep. Yeah. And, and we need to get more, 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 more stuff that the folks are interested in. And the, the way things are going, I mean, yeah, the podcast is great. It's something you throw on and listen to you while you, while you're hobbying, but you know, we need, we can build a community. We can make it bigger and we can make it better. And I just want to say again, thank you to the community that we do have that is here right now and helping us continue to get bigger and better. So, with exactly. that, let's play this and get on out of here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. Alrighty. Groovy. Have a good one there, Captain Socks. You too, George. Catch you later.